0: It is uh, Matt Mosley's show ESP in Central Texas as we prepare for my trip to the Big 12 tournament John Morris going as well we are joined by a man right now who had just uh, hoped to maybe stretch his legs relax try to get his feet back under him after a uh, long period of time there in Indian- Indianapolis the combine and uh, I-, I tell you Eric uh, before we get to your uh, combine, all your nuggets, winners, losers, all of that, I mean, how about today in the NFL? I mean, I thought that story was pretty crazy yesterday. Player going to be out for a year for gambling on the game. That was a yeah. weird, uh, funky story. You, kn- you knew some of these things were coming, like players, uh, they've got to be franchise tags, some league business type stuff that needed to take place. And we get two haymakers today uh with aaron Rodgers, and then of course uh the russell wilson trade um you followed russell wilson first of all let me get your gut take on this is this a uh is this a runaway win for the broncos it does seem like my buddies who are big Se- seahawks fans are taking this very hard and uh yeah. and they are uh they are they are hating this deal so far. What was your uh? What was your initial take when you saw what came back to Seattle?
1: Yeah, I, it doesn't feel like as big a whopper. I mean, you know, you see three players and four picks and all this, and you start to think, wow, they sure got a lot. But you know, I don't know that they did. I really don't, because you still have the question, even with Drew Locke going to Seattle, of of who the starting quarterback will be, whether it's locking somebody in a competition? Do they make a move for a veteran? Is there a a player they want to take in the draft, like a Malik Willis? You know, that remains unsolved. So they're going to have to use something, some of that ammunition, to get another quarterback. Um, You know, Noah Fant, fine. Shelby Harris, fine. You know, I just... To get the ninth pick in this year's draft, which is considered a weaker draft at the top, much weaker than last year, I believe, you know, you're not going to get... Uh, a Rayshon Slater or Micah Parsons there, right? You're going to get a bit more of a question mark with a lower ceiling. And next year's first round pick under the assumption that Russell Wilson makes the the Broncos a good football team may not be that high. So that and losing your, your franchise pillar, even if he was at odds with the head coach and didn't seem fully happy, feels like a, a pretty big loss to me. And I, and I still haven't heard a, a justification of the deal that makes me like it more for Seattle.
0: All right, I I want you to think back to when Jordan Love it wasn't that long ago was coming out yeah. uh, in the draft, and you it, you obviously studied him, listened to everybody, did all your reporting, and and broke his uh, game down. It, it, with everything Rodgers has sort of put the Packers through and everything, if they were in love with Jordan Love, I mean, like basically is. If Rod, I mean, Rodgers just has played so well and won these MVPs, but he's, but he's been difficult to deal with in the offseason, as we all know. Yep. Where do you think, what does this do to Jordan Love? I mean, this, obviously, now you think it's probably like Jimmy G or something, but Jimmy G, as I recall, was what, a second round pick or he, he was not a first round pick like Love. Right. How do you, how do you view him now In and, and how do you think the Packers, View Jordan Love like what? Do you still see like extreme upside, or are you like pretty skeptical about his future?
1: Well, you know, if we if we work under the assumption that you know even if Rogers doesn't play all four years of the reported four year deal, you have to think he's coming back for probably multiple years, and that this was you know at the very least a cap solution to, to spread the money out and, and clear up money for Devonte Adams and whatnot. So if that's the case. You know, Jordan Love has two more years on his deal, plus the the fifth-year option that either the Packers or, if they trade him, another team would have to uh, enact and 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 use. So it doesn't feel like Love has a whole lot of value in Green Bay, and you know, some people have even gone so far to suggest that, oh well, wow, the reason they wanted Aaron Rodgers badly, so badly. Was more about Jordan Love than it was about Rodgers. I mean, come on, let's let's be honest. Like that that can't really be the case, right? You brought up Jimmy G with the, the Brady uh, example. That's a great, you know, comp as far as a team just realizing we got to cut bait, we got to get something for him. So I suspect the trade is in play, especially when you consider that the two biggest dominoes have already fallen, right? Wilson and Rodgers off the market. Jimmy G shoulder surgery. Deshaun Watson you know, a legal situation holding him up. There's really not that much in terms of intrigue. And the draft offers, you know, some dark throws. But, boy, I mean, Jordan Love is five months younger than Kenny Pickett. So, you know, if we think about it from that perspective, Mm -hmm. he's got a very friendly contract. You've got two years to figure out if he's the guy. I would think some team gives at least a second-round pick or, you know, somewhere around there. Uh, to to kick the tires on him, whether that's Seattle, Carolina, Tampa Bay, you know, whoever, New Orleans. The Saints did a lot of work on him. Washington did a lot of work on him before the draft. So, you know, then again, he was on the board for the first 25 picks of that draft. So, Mm -hmm. you know, let's not overrate him either. He's only started one game, and and his rookie year was kind of wiped out. So it's hard to know, but I would assume that the Packers are are open for business on that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, the main question is, can you remember what size hands uh, Jordan Love had?
1: Yeah, big ones. He yeah, I think, I think he had ten-inch hands. So
0: oh, that right wow. there
1: might bump him up to like a, a second and a, and a, and a fifth rounder or something like
0: that. Yeah, with those gigantic hands, because you know Pickett, Pickett's a small-handed man. That's it's correct. funny, I, I Malik. I I've I already was interested in him but uh isn't it interesting? I mean you know that that um picture of him helping the homeless person in Indianapolis it's like yeah. well no character concerns here <laughs> you know it's, yeah. Uh, I mean I'm sure he's a good kid already going into that uh but uh it is it, it's it's always kind of fun to see what people are like when they don't think anybody's watching, and uh, right. I think that really speaks pretty highly of him. Eric Edholm from Yahoo Sports joined the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Now let's get to the real headliner of the uh, of the combine, and that was the Baylor Bears coming in there and just showing out. And uh, yeah, I hope you I hope you really felt pretty good, and you poked your chest out there, knowing you had been really. You know, I had very—I'd prepared you for some of these speed numbers. I don't think I maybe predicted what um, maybe for Taekwon. Now, Boogie Barnes is a big-time track guy with track background from Silsby, Texas. What? Um, but did Taekwun running what he did? I guess that ended up officially being a four to eight. I mean, I think when he first did it, it was like a. What was it, four two one or whatever? I mean, was uh right. was the tight Ty- was the taekwon Thornton even more surprising? I mean, I I, I hate to say it because Boogie's the fastest D B ever. But was was the Thornton the most surprising of the two as far as posting that that kind of number?
1: I thought he'd run fast. I thought both guys would run fast. You know, I I had forgotten Bards was even invited to the combine when we spoke last time and uh you know, he was a little more overlooked than of the two of them. I would say coming into the event, but yeah, I you know, I I thought he'd be one of the five or six guys who who would be in in competition for that top spot. And a couple of guys I thought would would run didn't. And you know, you never never know what it's going to be like. But boy, I mean, he he really showed out. He's a he's a slimmer guy, so he needed, I think, uh, a pretty big number on the forty to. to you know, keep a stock in what's considered a really deep and, and talented uh, receiver class. But, yeah, that's that's about as good as you could hope for. And, you know, obviously t- testing times aren't going to boost every single player up. They're not, you know, the end-all, be-all in scouting. The tape is still king and all that. But you never hurt yourself by running fast, right? I mean, I look at uh Eric Stokes last year from Georgia. I think he ran a sub-4-3 last year, if I recall. You know, there were scouts who put second and even third round grades on him. The Packers didn't care. They said, "We see a superior athlete who can play in a in a man coverage system." And he played pretty well. He played better than I thought he would. So, you know, it in in at the right positions, wide receiver, corner, I think are two of the biggest ones. Probably, speed does matter. It is a track position, so that's why you see a lot of those players end up at those two spots. And I and I think both guys, you know. You know did absolutely what they needed to and and added a little uh a little extra sauce on top because that's uh that's big time speed right there, and like you said, it's reflective of a program that's harvested a lot of really good athletes the last couple of years.
0: I feel like we got better views, Eric than we used to you know better camera angles and stuff, and you can kind of get that ground level i mean it really we used to kind of gather around some monitor in whatever room they stuck <laughs> us in years right. ago when we were, you know, when I was first doing this. And, uh, and, and so now, man, it's uh, it's pretty cool. You'll even hear like a crowd every once in a while when something goes up. I think it was – I heard Taekwon say that nobody cheered. So I think <laughs> I, I heard him on an interview basically say that he didn't know what he'd run until he saw it on Twitter. I mean, think about that. He had time to go get his phone, um, you know, kind of uh, – I, I don't know how long. I, I mean, if, if right. they're like uh, – if they're like my uh, 14-year-old, they can get to the phone pretty quickly. And uh, but, but I thought that was wild that I think we think in our minds <clears throat> that those guys get immediate feedback, they hear a crowd, they see a number, and Taekwon said he had to had to stroll around and get on his phone to see what he'd run.
1: Right. And, you know, even the initial times were met with scrutiny once. You know, we saw these kind of unreal numbers on day one, and people were starting to – uh, you know, something wasn't quite adding up, right? I mean, even though the new turf at, at Lucas Oil was considered fast, I don't know exactly what that means other than it's got, you know, it's a great surface to run on. And then, you know, I once those times were adjusted, I think there was a little bit of a panic going around, especially with guys who didn't run well. But, yeah, it was it was a little bit of a different combine this year, especially with the 40-yard dashes. And some of the other workouts got canceled. It 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 felt like a chaotic year. So, yeah, what a, what a strange thing. I mean, these guys have been training for this for six, eight weeks, in some cases even longer for some players, depending on how long they've been off. And, you know, they, they're getting instant times at whatever facility they're at or if they're at yeah. school or like that. So, yeah, it, it had to be a tense little moment. I'm sure he knew he ran fast, though. There's no doubt about that.
0: All right, check that out. They put a film short out. For Kaylin uh, Boogie Barnes, already wow. got like a YouTube. Um, I wish I could think of the movie company that did it. It was like Sky High Productions or something. But anyway, they, uh, they, uh, yeah, get, check that out. It's a nice little, uh, nice little film. Now, uh, J.T. Woods slacking at what like a four three six. The Baylor, what a, what a fuck. <laughs> the Baylor uh, safety. Um and it, what did you um uh, what did you think of his performance at the combine? I mean he was someone that already had caught your eye, I think, at yeah. the uh, senior bowl uh uh practices and, and had done some good things and I think even did something in the game as I recall. Highly productive, gets a lot of interceptions and kind of has a nose for the end zone as well. What do you do you think um people were pretty pleased? I guess in some ways maybe JT Confirmed what they would, what they thought they would see.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another guy with a track background, obviously. And, and you're right. I mean, I think. You know, early in Senior Bowl week, I, I really didn't notice him to be totally honest. And it's hard—you're watching, trying to watch 100 players. But by the end of the week, you've at least seen, uh, you know, a handful of reps from every single guy, I would think, or at least most of them. And uh, yeah, but he—he he actually, I believe, made the game sealing interception there, and you know, made a nice job to kind of step in front of it there and and, and finish off the game. But he built some momentum throughout the week. I mean, it, it's hard for safeties in Mobile. Like, that's just. This is one of those positions, running backs, another where you feel like, yeah, it's it's really kind of hard to showcase in some of those, you know, seven on seven drills. Obviously, or nine on seven, and even in the full teamwork, you don't really always get to notice the range of the safeties or their instincts unless they're, you know, in man coverage or something like that. But yeah, I think he's really uh, improved his his stock uh, throughout this off season. Now, I mean, the the jumping drills in Indy, in addition to the sub four four forty you know, he's six, two plus, not a thickly built guy, small hands, but still, I mean, uh, I threw that in there just for you, by the way. Um, but yeah, I, I, there's something about him. I, I, I want to go back. He's on a list of about 15 guys that I have, you know, more tape study needed, but you know, I think if he can kind of hone those instincts a little bit, I know he misplayed a couple of deep balls this year that I can recall from watching him a little, but the, you know, the, the range and the closing speed are there. Uh, you know, those, those workout numbers absolutely will help him. It's a safety class where, you know, it's kind of three or four guys close to the top, including Jalen Petrie. And then after that, there's a lot of question marks. There's, there's just not a lot of guys that are generating a ton of buzz right now, but he would be on that short list, I would think.
0: All right. And when you write about him, remember the heartbreak kid is his nickname okay breaks right, the hearts of quarterbacks okay yeah. yeah uh so HBK i think is what actually uh they call him on your list of um uh, the uh winners and losers and that type of thing who um who other than these uh, Baylor speedsters who really helped themselves the most i mean i i would think the georgia people you're like well they're going to they're going to be great the ones that did work out and of course they do test out great, and like one of those yeah. dudes was like six six and three thirty or whatever, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. Um, but do, does it still resonate with scouts when guys go ahead and run and compete at the combine? I'm not saying they hold it against guys that don't, but does it? Do you think it can give folks a boost? Is it still kind of a a, a big deal to at least some of the scouts?
1: It matters. Yeah. I think the workouts do matter. And I think that was kind of the frustration of this past combine. Like, you know, on, on Friday night, the running backs were getting set to run the three cone drill and the, and the shuttles. And all of a sudden it was just abruptly called off. And, and I mentioned the timing issues earlier. And, you know, so the, one of the issues too coming into the thing with our agents were upset about was they're going to be lifting and working out on the same day, You lift in the morning and, and work out at night. And, the agents are saying, well, what, what happened to the one-day lag time that we used to have there? But if you're a wide receiver, bench pressing, and you hurt yourself, you know, are you, you going to go out there and try to catch passes? I don't think so. So a lot of people opted out of one or the other, most often the bench. So there was a little bit of frustration both from the players and the, and the scouts. But I do think it matters. They want to have a number if you're guessing at speed, you, you may guess wrong. You know, if you don't, if you're just watching the tape and estimating a player's speed and you can often do it, um, you know, you don't always get a sense for how fast they can run or how high they can jump, how much explosive athleticism they have, change of direction, all that. So getting a number helps obviously a a poor number, whether it's hurt by, you know, because of an injury or something or, you know, because a player didn't have the right shoes or what have you, you know, that can hurt a guy. So does it, does it tilt the grade by a round or more? I don't think so. I, I do think it it probably just helps kind of settle some ties, right? Some some tiebreakers in mm-hmm. certain positions or just kinda of level things out a little bit and give a little bigger, broader picture of who the prospect really is. So yeah, I, I think it carries weight
0: all right and in uh, in right now the quarterback that uh has impressed you the most is of of the uh, is there anybody that's ma- moved a little bit in your mind or even based on on what you saw at the combine
1: yeah i think coming into the offseason i would say you know kenny pickett was probably the the safest most widely appealing choice of the options and he may still be you know i mean if you pulled all 32 teams which quarterback do you like the most You know, maybe there's more Kenny votes than anybody else. But I do think that Malik Willis will have a handful of teams really excited about him and feel like, hey, with the right plan, you know, the right, you know, incubation time, if we have somebody who can start now and, and we can wait and be patient, we can do the kind of Trey Lance deal where, you know, he mostly sits year one or plays a little bit, gets a couple of spot starts. If the Forty ers knew that Garoppolo was going to be the the predominant starter, and they gave all that up for Lance, it wouldn't shock me to see a team make a pretty big deal and move up, whether it's to you know somewhere in the top ten, Houston at three, or what have you, and and just say we think he's got that kind of ability. We just we just have to wait a little bit for it. I could see it. It wouldn't shock yeah. me. So Pickett's the you know the the, the very popular unoffensive you know option willis is the the, the shot at a at a josh allen like talent even if he you know doesn't pan out that that well
0: all right well i uh and i apologize that um, jerry jones did not make it uh this is a we're all praying for him i hope this uh i hope this medical situation everything's yeah. okay it, it it seemed like odd timing but let's just uh Let's just let's just stay above board here, and we'll send him yeah. our best wishes. All right, Eric.
1: Yep, absolutely. Hey, you know we gotta we gotta do what we can do for that, and uh, you know Jerry's uh, Jerry's a regular at these things. So
0: absolutely, <laughs> it had to be. Yeah, yeah. No, I think Jerry. There's some stuff going on here at the house that uh, Jerry would rather not uh, show up and, and talk about, which is shocking <laughs> for Jerry. But uh, yes. but that's that's where we are right now. And uh, anyway, well, it's been fun day. Fun catching up with you, and uh, I like everybody, the Seattle fan strategy for this draft is basically take anyone that can allow us not to see Drew Locke take the field, <laughs> and uh, that's that sounds harsh, but I think that's where they are in this thing, but uh, listen, we uh, we appreciate it, hope you get a little rest, and uh, we yeah. will talk to you soon.
1: Uh, all right, thanks, Pat, I appreciate it.
0: You bet. There he goes, Eric Edholm. I heard some sirens in the background as he was uh, driving somewhere, and was a little concerned maybe he was getting pulled over, but uh, I think everything's okay. And Eric Edholm from Yahoo Sports joining us to discuss all this, uh, all this uh, stuff at the combine, and of course the huge NFL news today: Russell Wilson traded to Denver, and uh, Aaron Rodgers with the monster contract cowboys news as well uh with dalton schultz getting the franchise tag Uh, unless they get a deal done dalton schultz will make about uh, 10.9 million dollars on the franchise tag not the worst thing in the world